missing about our podcast? Um, we need a fourth? I think, well, that would be fun. And we've had guest stars, but it's been a while, which makes me kind of sad. It has. But anyway, I feel like we owe it to our listeners to, like, like we need more, we need more controversy. We need more issues. We mm. haven't talked about the issues. Okay. okay. So I feel like we need to have, like, a subject that would, is really going to divide the room, you know? Like something three? really controversial and really hard-hitting that, like, the tough questions. Oh, okay. I know where you're going okay. with this. Do you? No. Do you? <laughs> I was going to guess, but I don't want to do it now. <laughs> It'll probably be better than mine. Mine was A&W versus Mug Root Beer. Oh, yes. That is absolutely divides the room. But you can't Mug. divide it into three, right? I mean, yeah. That's just trying. So you say A&W? Clearly. <laughs> Mug. Uh, so he's outruled. Oh, two to three. Yeah, but, but if you go on a one-line list, Yes, then... we had this debate, and like the... F- like of all the root beers ranked, even like the artisan root beers, like A and W is the clear winner. But right now, we're it's all about who's in this room. Yes. No matter what this issue is, even if two of us are completely wrong <laughs> and are telling direct lies, <laughs> majority wins. The majority wins. That's well, right. But I'll also, see you guys later. <laughs> but uh, that's well, that's one thing that uh, our listeners can weigh in on: A and W versus, mug, versus mug, yeah. or your own craft root beer. <laughs> Craft mac and cheese versus Velveeta. Velveeta. This is Velveeta. you guys. I mean, oh yeah, you hate mac and cheese. Mac and cheese versus oh, no mac and cheese. What? Mac and cheese. No Always. Mac and cheese. That is so I don't interesting. Talk about it. That's fine. You don't have to. The people versus Zach Taylor. These are the controversial issues. These are the things. I'm sure you have one. It's it's gone now though. I think you got. I couldn't build up to it though. Now it's kind of like disintegrated into the background. We'll Unimportant. <laughs> Petty the plot, the bus. What? That was. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the controversy? Well, the root beer one was pretty important. <laughs> go ahead. I just stole a pen from Zach. He was making noises with yeah. it. Yeah, I wasn't making that much noises. I could hear it. I don't care. What it'll <laughs> pick up. It'll pick up because it's against the table. Sure. Mm-hmm. You made him sad. Apologize. Go ahead. What's your issue? <laughs> okay. Okay. Toilet paper. Over mm. or under? <laughs> Alright. Over, I think. <laughs> I know that because I scream in my head every time I use the bathroom here. <laughs> it, mine is over. Okay. Yeah. I think almost everyone in the whole world does. Under is so frustrating. Because, like, yeah, like, in order to find it, like, in order to get it after the fact, you need to, like, like, like flick the toilet paper <laughs> like you're, like, playing, you know, like, ball. <laughs> now is not the time to be struggling. <laughs> I want this to be an easy grab. That's funny because I don't do it on purpose. Like, I don't put the toilet paper on one way or the other. I just do it. And I guess it's just an automatic habit. Oh, you don't have a preference. No, I don't care in the least. I think I'm one of the few people who don't care. Pick a lane. No. <laughs> now, what's... No, I'm neutral in this What bothers me more than that is when... People don't put it on the roll again. Like they don't like put it back up. They just set it. They just like sit it down. Oh, okay. and I'm like, <laughs> now I have to put it in. <laughs> you use the rest and opened a new one. My problem is when I'm done, you have that that brown circle thing, and obviously you have to play sailor with it and like look out into the island. Or is that is that just that's me? paper that's, towels? That's just you. It's just a shortened version of that. <laughs> If you're if like it, the junior, what version. an image! The island's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Don't Drink the Tea. This was brave. The this podcast brave. where I make huge confessions. Okay, all right. Here's another one. Okay, if you are home by yourself, no one else around, and no one's going to be around, do you leave the bathroom door open? No. Still close it. I still close it <laughs> because because now this is the main reason. First, I'm you're never home by yourself. I'm home by myself, but my grandma lives next door, and she comes over like a thousand right. times in a day. Uh-huh. And so, if I leave the door open, likelihood is that my grandma's gonna bust through the door and walk and like, the speed of light. In. Right. So, what if everyone around where you in your community, like, is, you were guaranteed like, is gone? that no one could come in? I would still close the door because in my head, <laughs> someone's gonna be out there. And sometimes it happens. I'm home by myself. I walk out, and Josh is standing there, and I jump because I didn't realize he was I always there. make such a loud noise to try to let you know that he never hears me. I'm so deaf. Yeah. I, uh, I, there are times going to the bathroom I won't close the door. If I'm like, yeah, I'm popping in and out. It'll be good. But showers, always on movies and TVs, people will take a shower and leave the door open. Uh-huh. 
and that is insane to me. If I am in the shower, <laughs> and it, I don't know if it's it's psycho mentality. That's like walking but, into uh, your house or your apartment without turning the light on first. Right. You never walk through the door no, without. No. <laughs> You're gonna die. Stupid, stupid. What I are cannot you doing? do that, and I can't imagine <laughs> taking a shower feeling safe. Because even if you have to take a shower in a locker room for some insane reason, like you work out like a psycho, you are always on guard the whole time, and you constantly peek out like no one's there, right? With with your little with, with my little telescope, which is like under like, her, wet, so it's like falling down. Like I cannot see out of this. It's just like a monocle at that point. Now, when I'm downstairs and I have to turn the lights off at night and go back up the stairs, mm-hmm. I turn off the lights and I just dash up the stairs. Nice, because I'm like. Someone's hiding in, mm-hmm. down here. Someone's Which, hiding. If you put it in real terms, you have to think about like, okay, you've been down there maybe for like an hour. No one's gonna be hiding in there for that amount of time. Right, like Patient just to murderer. jump out when the when the when the uh, lights are off. Although I would if I was if I wanted to scare somebody. <laughs> That's why I'm afraid that you, there's that there is another version of me. You down expect there. the worst. You hid in the dryer the one time. <laughs> I did hide in the dryer once. I couldn't. I couldn't fold myself. I almost like killed him by accident. I got too chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Good hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I think that was really important that it we was. got that out of the way. Had that off and I chest. will do anything to not talk about this book. Well, no, that's too, not true. I want to talk about this book. Yeah, this is. The, Would you read Mysterious Mister Quinn again? No. You'd rather read this book again if you had to pick. No. You have you to pick between read the two. Mysterious Mister Quinn than this book. You have to pick between these two to take to you on a desert island. To tape to you? Oh, that's what we... Take with you. <laughs> take with you on a desert island. That's a hop. <laughs> well, as long as I have my... The core of the toilet paper roll, I think I'll be fine. Hey, can, can we move on? Can we move on from me now? <laughs> that's the first time he's ever said that. <laughs> one of these two. Which you picked one? a great arena to uh, announce that to the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the entire planet that listens to this. <laughs> Eight I didn't know Josh was a sailor. <laughs> Not really. It's pretty clear to everybody else. Nah, yeah, Captain. <laughs> you definitely have scurvy. <laughs> oh yeah, years. <laughs> I am scurvy. <laughs> um, if I had to read one again, wow, that's tough. Neither. That's not an option. It is a would you rather. Like, if I'm gonna ask Zach, would you rather me but slap I... you in the face <laughs> or slap you on the bum? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> think about it but it's your turn <laughs> wait do i have to choose no pick a book are you gonna choose whether he slaps oh. me on the face of the book yes i just oh. want to hear the book thing okay, and i book regret first, asking then you answer that one. all right <laughs> um what to choose giant's bread or mysterious to take on a desert island um this one because it's longer i would choose to take this one because mm. i it's longer <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's my only taking a long book on an island is a good call. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, the yeah, next yeah. question. <laughs> well, I've seen you slap him on the butt many times. That's uh that don't take the tea that <laughs> Cut starting starting from Josh now. cut here now. <laughs> uh this is the uh the podcast where we analyze Agatha Christie's books. Wait, 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 wait. What 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 We're what, not what? analyzing an Agatha Christie book this week, are we? My book doesn't say Agatha Christie. It Actually, says who? It does. <laughs> oh yours does. It does a little bit. Yeah. Charlotte's now does. it doesn't. <laughs> Your mine, book doesn't say Mine does Agatha on the Christie. inside, so you could have bought it not knowing. Okay. That's true. So that's that Ooh. is this book. This book is Giant's Bread, which Agatha Christie wrote under the pen name, Zach. Mary Westmacott. Mary Westmacott. Mary Westmacott. Can only be said with the <laughs> So Charlotte, why did uh, why did Agatha Christie not just write this as herself whenever she was a famous writer and she was being successful and everybody was buying up her books like Yeah, because we're doing this in, we're doing these books in order in yeah, case was everyone forgot. Yeah. And so this comes next after well, Quinn was a short story kind of so what was the last thing we did? Uh, the last book uh, before this one. Uh, well, Partners in Crime was before that, which was also short story. Seven okay. Dials. Seven Dials. Okay. So, yeah, she had already... And she's already had Ackroyd, so she's already really well known. Yeah. So, she wanted to write... What did she call it? A straight novel? Or a straight fiction? I think she wanted to call it? Like... Yeah, something like that. Just She didn't say romance, forward. but yeah. Yeah, she wanted to write something that was not a mystery. Just tell a story. She wanted to write uh, a book about human relationships. Which is interesting. And interactions. Yeah, that it comes after Quinn. 
because Quinn was all about that, but with the mystery See, element. See, that's what I was thinking. Reading these two back-to-back, even though they weren't necessarily written back-to-back, I was like, man, she was in such a weird place with mm. all of this. But this says 1930. Do you have a dedication in your book? To the memory of my best and truest friend, my mother. How awkward would it be if mine said something different? <laughs> That'd be funny. It says, to the memory of my little sailor times on the turlet. <laughs> Christy was the same good times and so uh, this book uh, is about a boy <laughs> yes it is uh, it, it goes through his whole life what is his name I've already forgotten Vernon Vernon I think mm. and, uh, what a great name <coughs> why would I make that up it starts not with not him Ugh, that was worded well. I'm going to need a pseudonym for this podcast. You're a wordsmith. Hi, my name is uh, Gregory, and I'm replacing Josh, so anything stupid I say this week. That sailor comment did not hey, represent Greg. Josh Taylor. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I'm good. How he you prefers Gregory. I have a feeling he doesn't like being called Gregory. Or Greg, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm just a Gregory, not a Greg. <laughs> Suze. Please, um, Greg is my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his dad's name is Greg, and they call him Gregory. My son, they'll call Big G. Samuel. <laughs> so, uh, the beginning of it, it starts with... Oh, uh, like a flash forward. A production of this of this orchestra, musical, mm-hmm. opera type thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody's doing reviews, and it's a strange modern thing. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of old-timey people that are like, this is weird, we don't know how to do with this. And mm-hmm. there's this one critic that's like impressed, and he goes up to the... The conductor, the, or the guy that owns no, the, no, no, no. He was the like the building. executive producer. Yeah, he produced it. He yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes up and he's like, "Where did you get this?" And he's like, "This uh, play was written by a. It's like a dark tale of the guy <laughs> that composed this." And you kind of think that the book is going to be about the composing of this, but it's not really. It mm-hmm. is the backstory of the guy that wrote this. But you don't know that. Right. At first. You don't know. It comes to you halfway, but that is the, it starts with that, and then it goes straight into the mind of a little boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it goes through uh, his whole life and, like, the hook that they get you on the back of the book, the love triangle in the middle of his life, um, all the way to the end of it. And uh, it starts with, yeah, him as a little boy. I don't know how you felt about this section of the book, mm-hmm. but I thought that because one thing I've always been impressed that Christy can do is write like a man, mm-hmm. like write in a man's voice. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of writers do that, but like she wrote Moving Finger and, well, Ackroyd and all the Hastings, but the Moving Finger's my, my particular. Hastings doesn't count. Yeah, Moving Finger's <laughs> my favorite one. Where she writes like a, a young guy when she is an old woman later mm-hmm. on. I think that's why I like that one because she's like a 70 year old rich woman and she's writing like a young man. <laughs> and that's hard it's to. so amazing. Like, and he noticed the curtains. No, he didn't. <laughs> Dude, um, <laughs> I'm such a dude. I skipped yard again. <laughs> but in this, oh, she goes guy's to back. a little boy's mind, and everything is um, subjective, like to that. It's not like straight telling a story, but like she yeah. tells it completely from his from perspective, his point of view. Not from, knowing like, what the ages these things of, like, are. What, five to eleven, or yeah. something like that. Before he understands what mo- a mother and a father is. Mm-hmm. Um. He's just like these people. Yeah, yeah. and I, I appreciated that section of it. I thought it was really interesting. It was well written, too. It was long. Like, it felt it but... did go on for a long time, but you felt like I felt like I was remembering things. Like, oh my gosh, I remember feeling that way. That's yeah. really weird. I that's been a long time ago, but yeah, that is how little kids think. Oh my yeah. gosh, of the whole book. Because when I started it, I was like, this, uh, this is way better than I expected. Oh, yeah, so interject here, um, that neither one of us had read this before. Ever, yeah. And we'd always kind of wanted to, and so, yeah, yeah so how, to, to just, like, pick it up and read it straight through, it was, right. it was exciting. Yeah, a cool experience. Uh, and she wrote, I think, five more after this, mm, and this is just something, something like, like that, that mm. four or five or six, and um, this is the first one, and we'll go through all of them chronologically. Mm-hmm. When they pop up a lot of them are called romances and this one it was called a tragedy that's what they mm-hmm. put it under um i would agree with that <laughs> but the the first and it, it's a big chunk of it bigger than it should have been i think because of what i'll say next my criticism but it's like a third of it maybe mm-hmm. and it is really well written i think it works on its own just as like yeah because of the voice a study in yeah i don't think i wrote down some i, I didn't write down the lines that i like from it or did I? But there was a lot of, um, no, I did not. 
a lot of really cool observations from a kid's perspective that an adult wouldn't Yeah, yeah. There were huge, huge chunks of no dialogue whatsoever, just descriptions of what was happening or Mm -hmm. what someone was feeling, which was interesting for her because you, she held that back a lot in the other books that she was writing in the mysteries because it was more important to keep it moving, to have it fast paced and going towards a goal. So I think, I feel like she got to stop to pause and to kind of look around her and write what she saw yeah and that she did a good job with that yeah i agree yeah it is it's long so the kid (laughs) uh we have like his family troubles because the dad and i feel like this reflected christy but seeing it from another perspective the dad cheated on the mom Mm -hmm. and so the kid keeps observing all of these uh, these fights that they have and watching Mm -hmm. the family fall apart and not really understanding what's happening Mm -hmm. and um he breaks his leg. Is that it? Knee? His leg, yeah. His yeah, leg. one of his walking parts. And that <laughs> leave him bedridden. Uh, and he's afraid of the piano, which keeps coming up, and which is kind yeah. of your first hint that it is going to be in connection with that, is that he thinks the piano is. He calls it the beast. Mm-hmm. And like everybody thinks, oh, you're so stupid. You'll like music when you grow up. And then he has one, he has one nurse that like actually talks to him like he's a human being mm-hmm. and is not like oh silly boy treats him yeah like an individual yeah and that's like when things when he starts to like grow up and you and the problem is we have this whole first chunk where he's a little kid and then it jumps straight to jerk the uh, teenager <laughs> like yeah. you don't it's the problem is if she would have spent a little less time on that really well written part and a, a little time in the middle cuz you have him meeting the two girls or the girl, the one girl. No, two girls, yeah. And um, He meets the one that is kind of like his sister. Yeah, and then... That's Joe, right? Josephine? Yeah, Joe, and then the girl, the that other they, girl is... That uh, they make fun of and who's like really... Like the like tomboy. Afraid of everything. No, Josephine is the tomboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. The other one was like the little girl that came over that they like... They didn't like her. like, you don't she play... You don't climb trees and you right. don't play sports. Her name was sorry with an N. Nell, Nelly. One of the sections is named after her. Hold on. Yeah, Nell. Yeah. All these uh, people were so important. And then we jump straight to uh, his romance with Nell when he's older and not respectful and he's kind of a jerk. And you don't really mm-hmm. get to feel uh, connected to it because it just jumps straight to that. Like, yeah. It goes from kid that you like. Straight to how did he become like every other man? Well, he was. <laughs> I think that she was really leading up to that though, because he was an extremely selfish child. I mean, most children mm. are like I inherently selfish, but yep. <laughs> but that's the thing. He doesn't really change much. I think the reason she dedicated so much time to the first part is that he never, ever, ever grew out of that. Okay. Who he was at five is who he continues to be. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I buy it. Okay. Well, you sold the book for me. Five stars. <laughs> Thank you for listening to. <laughs> Zach's like, this is strange space. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't comment on things I'm Zach's seeing. Zach's still here. I'm here. <laughs> and so that section of the book, he marries. Oh, uh, he wants to marry Nell, but he has no money mm-hmm. and no prospects. And she's all about, like, keeping up appearances. Yeah. And her family is, like, dirt poor, but they always look like they're high society. And they, they need her to marry somebody that actually has and, money. Yeah, and her mom is like, oh, sure, you can marry this loser if you want to be poor. Yeah, and they have another guy <laughs> I love her mom. Out. She was pretty That's good. That's my favorite character in the whole book. No, <clears throat> I really like Sebastian. Okay. His best friend yeah. next door. Because that's who they open with. That's in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. The guy who tells the, the story prologue, of... Prologue, yeah. epilogue. I can never remember which one's prologue which. Is prologue. Prologue. Okay. And um, I was like, oh, this is just a random person that they're just using to open up. Because Christy would do that a lot. But he was yeah. extremely important to the whole mm-hmm. thing. He was my favorite character. So uh, they eventually get married because he like begs her. And mm-hmm. she tries to back out several times because she's mm-hmm. like, we're not going to have any money. We're going to be poor and it's going to be awful. I need to awful. be safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love you, but I can't do that. And eventually he gets her to do it. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Does he cry and throw a fit? <laughs> Probably. I can't remember exactly, but I remember it takes a long time and it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And they get married. And of course, finally they're married. And then he meets another woman who is an opera singer who in my mind is Madeline Kahn. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know why. That's funny. <laughs> Named Jane. And they're working on this because she's a singer and he wants her to sing his. That happened while they were engaged, not when they were married. Oh, he had already met her. Okay. I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> he already st- And he was already starting to get feelings for this other woman. And mm-hmm. that's the love triangle that is supposed to be the center of this book. Which 
by the time you get to it, you're like, it takes so long. I have yeah. no idea what this book is. It about. Takes so long to get there that you you don't really know what it is. And so he's fighting so much to get this uh, girl, and finally talks her into marrying her. But he still has feelings for this opera singer who mm-hmm. who's the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. And that that is the the plot of the book. Mm-hmm. So your thoughts? Go ahead. No, oh, well. Um, it was, it was way too sappy. I I felt like that she went overboard with it being like really sappy and melodramatic. Mm. It didn't need to be that. When she wasn't doing that, parts of it were very good. And, um, what, (laughs) what did Nell's mother say that I really loved? When she she was like, "I, I must marry him, mother. Nell was like, I must marry him. And she said, I haven't much patience with this sentimental nonsense myself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's how I felt about the whole book. But the problem with this, the problem with this book is that she did something amazing two-thirds of the way through. And, and it was like a passing thought. And if it would have been if that would have been the center and Which she would wrote around that, it would have been incredible. Where he where you think he dies. Oh yeah, that was well done. It was so good. He walks in front of a he he goes to war. Yeah. Is is, is all this necessary? Yeah, We're you already should too far it. in. You okay, should explain gonna... it. That's next that. after that. Yeah. <laughs> Vernon I... goes to war. Mm-hmm. He's married now to Nell. Oh, great. And they were so happy for like 10 seconds before he was like, you know what? I've been selfish all my life. I'm going to go to war. And she's like, uh, hey, wait. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> so he goes to war. Gotcha. And then she gets, there's a huge section where she's talking about working in a hospital Okay. Which was obviously based on Christie's own experience. Right. That went on for too long, but it was so real because she lived it. Yeah, like, that was the okay. This was this was Agatha Christie, purely Agatha Christie talking. Yeah, right some now. of that. Not to interrupt you, but some of that <laughs> is uh, mirrored in her autobiography. Some mm-hmm. of the part about the leg, like she has to clean up this mm-hmm. this scene and it's awful, mm-hmm. is also in her autobiography. Because yeah. you could true. tell that that was really yeah. her. Yeah. So anyway, wow. she's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and she finally hears that he's been killed, mm. and so then you have a, you spend a huge amount of time because it's a big, long book. Yeah, you spend a whole bunch of time from her perspective, like getting over it and recovering, and meeting another guy and getting married again. Ooh. Yeah. Then you cut to some little village in Switzerland or something, mm-hmm. and this guy comes into a like a hotel or like a, a hostel, and um, it was her husband. He was a prisoner of war. He never died. Oh. He picks up this old newspaper, and guess what he sees? He's dead. No, he sees her oh. announcement of her, of her No, he saw the announcement of her marriage. Mm-hmm. And so he freaks out. This is Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> he freaks out, runs straight out the door, and gets hit by a truck. <laughs> and then That's loses awesome. his memory. You think he's dead. Yeah. And then you go dead. like a couple of pages, and then you're reading about this nice guy, Mr. Green. Yeah. Who's, Who was his imaginary friend as a kid? As a child, that was cool. yeah. So you you're reading about this guy, Mr. Green, who's got a great life and he's really nice and likable and he's got a lot of friends and, okay, and you Vernon. find out that's Vernon who has completely lost his memory right. and now has another personality. He's now a good guy, so it's for the best. Right, but they sh- if she would have started with that <laughs> or even had it in the middle because it was amazing. And then one more thing, I know I'm talking really loudly mm. and really long. Um, <laughs> That you haven't checked the clock, which I appreciate. Ow. I, I only do it when you start talking. I know. I know. <laughs> As a sign of, like, this I is going to go on for a while. <laughs> and I never get the chance. This is the most I've talked Tell, for like a year. Tell, stop. <laughs> so now you made me lose my thought. See, this is my fault. Yes, he's a good totally guy. He's a good guy now. The now, problem is now he's a good guy. Yeah. The problem is no, no, no. The, this was the good thing. Oh. This was the really cool thing that I loved. My favorite thing of this book that she did was instead of just because he comes back and he meets all of his old friends and they're like Vernon and he's yeah. like who's that? Right. <laughs> she did New not mind, gloss. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't gloss over any of that. She made you sit there and watch this really really difficult process of him coming back to who he was right and having to learn that he was a horrible selfish jerk and he goes back to being a horrible selfish jerk it was like why didn't they just let him be nice mr green yeah so he demands like having nell back 
Mm-hmm. And like Nell's like, wait, this is all. A su- I'm married now to I- a rich man. Yeah, like <laughs> I have what I actually wanted. And he's like, no, I'm gonna. We're gonna get married mm-hmm. because I'm your husband, and that marriage is null and void because I'm. I never died. Mm-hmm. And then so you think she was like, it's not my fault. You think oh, they're gonna get together, and then he ends up with the other woman. Jane. With Jane, yeah. Which was fine, because you're like, okay, it ended that way. But then the ending, the ending, ending, ending. Do you have anything to say about that? How many endings are in this book? That's exactly what I thought. This is your book. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I want to know how no, you, you talk about, about the ending, ending, I want ending, you to talk ending. about the ending, ending, ending. Because <laughs> I didn't actually read the book. And I, I... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was cheap. Cheap You have to stupid. say what... We've said the whole plot, so you could say it. This isn't like a spoiler. Okay, so, so Vernon, who's now Vernon now, is not Mr. Green in the library okay. with the candlestick. Okay, okay. And He's now Jane, who was like... Opera singer. The person that he sort of liked all along was a good match for him. Nell was never a good match because for him. Because she was, was also like, a bad person. I love you. Right, <clears throat> exactly. They go to Russia together and he writes this big piece of music and becomes famous. The music and from the beginning of the... Then uh, their friend dies, and they have to come back to America, so they're on a boat. So okay. she goes full... The, the ending is full-on Titanic. <laughs> the, 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 his other Nell is on the boat for no good reason. Okay. okay. And you find this out through a letter or something <laughs> at the end. It was so stupid. It was like the worst after-afterthought you could ever imagine. So the boat tips up and is sticking straight up in the air, and everyone's sliding down the deck. And Vernon's hanging on by one arm and only has one arm and he has to choose who he's going to catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Who's it was he, so bad. He, is he, he going choose? to catch Jane, who is like basically his common law wife now? Yeah, or Or Nell, who he was in love with for years, but who like jilted him because he was too poor. Guess who he catches? Nell. Yep. I got Himself. it. <laughs> he's and... like just kidding both hands. <laughs> happier with that why couldn't he have done that it was true to himself yeah. it was that was awful yeah there was a lot of other points you could have ended it at <clears throat> oh my gosh yes and i and i really appreciate what she's trying to say about yes but yes it, but everything was stretched so so long yeah and like it should have ended a long time ago. Yeah, and and this, uh, just kidding, we've got more. <laughs> like I feel like it could have been a like a tragic enough ending. Like when he comes back and they realize that right. their lives. You could have ended it there. Right, but she explored that and made you yeah. slog through it and then really care about what was happening. A different book, yeah. And and then they could have just ended it with him being in Russia or wherever he went. Right. Were there any characters that you did like? Because he was supposed to be an awful person. And Jane was Jane. Yeah. Did you like Nell? Do you no. like Nelly Furtado? <laughs> oh, you said you, said you like Sebastian. Yeah, I love Sebastian I felt and Nell's mother. I sorry for Nell because... I didn't. It was... But her, go ahead and her, say why. It, it, well, because I, I know that she was like, I need money. But like all the things... Because she was poor and mm. her parents made her think that. And so what she wanted and what she thought she wanted was always, like, fighting. until, mm-hmm. And then she finally got to marry a rich man. I don't know. If she, did she really love him or not? I don't know. See, that's, She just made really bad choices <laughs> was the problem. I feel like the whole point of the book is the definition of love. And I think Christy kind of knew that, too. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, you love this person, but you really aren't going to do anything for them. Because <laughs> we're all selfish. They were all so selfish. Yeah. It was all. It was bad people doing bad stuff. The title "Giant's Bread" is about. Is like is from. Um, the little Jack kids and the nursery. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, grind uh, men's bones uh, to make. Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of mortal man. But be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. And when I finally got to that point, I'm like, oh, that makes sense why it's called Giant's Bread. Because mm-hmm. all my life, I was like, why is it called Giant's Bread? And, but while I was <laughs> reading it on a plane next to my dad, he's like, what are you reading? And I'm like, it's called Giant's Bread. And he's like, oh, like, like uh, Jack and the Beanstalk? And I'm like, well, you got that quicker than I did. And I'm reading the book. So <laughs> my dad dad's the real hero. Yeah, we started a book club. Yeah, if I'm going to recommend an Agatha Christie book, it's going to be this gigantic, sappy mess when he won't even sit through a book that... Or a movie that has the hint of romance in it. Oh, gosh. Oh. So your dad is basically Fred Savage and the Princess Bride? They're kissing exactly. in this book. And I'm the I'm the old grandpa. <laughs> now, son. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a really funny image to me now with my dad laying in bed yep. and me sitting by the chair with this book. Yep. <laughs> it's got boats sinking and uh, it's mu- got music and uh, a lot of really bad people. You're going to love it. Is that his, is that his Columbo impression? <laughs> Man. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good things that she did do. Mm-hmm. If it was shorter, it could have been a better book. Mm-hmm. But that's not just in saying less words. That also means less plot. So that's not really a justifiable thing Yeah, to say about it. Yeah. But um, as far as, like, air quotes, romance novels go, I mean, there's a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, romance, like, happy romance, which is, that could be even more tiresome than watching these people... Yeah. Not end up together. I, I, <laughs> the tragic elements saved it from being completely boring, at least. There was just too many tragedies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have one favorite line. Okay. Like in, a, in an ironic way or like really? <laughs> oh, this is like one of my favorite lines of all time. Okay. I'm afraid you've been sitting in an awful lot of schmutz now. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. They went up to the roof and, like, they had been, she'd been sitting in dirt. And he said, I'm afraid you've been sitting in an awful lot of schmutz now. <laughs> that was the tagline for the movie uh, that we make. Yeah. So, yeah, I see a Madeline Kahn as Jane. So I'm going to push the movie back to, like, the 80s. Uh, That's funny. Gene Wilder could be uh, Vernon. <laughs> And, That's amazing. Uh, who do we get to play? Uh, just that the, that era of comedy. Uh-huh. So Mel Brooks does yeah. Giant's Bread. <laughs> uh, Mel, we can get to be. Um... He didn't really have a blonde. He didn't have a go-to blonde, did he, Mel no. Brooks? Because Madeline Kahn was in most of his movies. Yeah, she's the the, the lady. Yeah, we get like Eileen. Brennan. No, she was too old. Be the mom. I think Brennan will be Nell's mom. Uh, Raquel Welch was Nell. <laughs> okay. And Sebastian would be... Uh... Was Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Jewish. That is so weird how well that worked out. Wow. I'll call Mel up. Is he alive? He's older than Yoda, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's my gauge of age now. <laughs> I was really worried about him recently because it always goes in threes and Tim, Tim Conway, Conway died and then who was the first Doris one? Day? Yes, Doris Day. So I was like, oh no, it's Mel Brooks next. His wife died. Yeah, he, I think he's still alive. Yeah. Pretty sure. Kind of a weird couple match there, wasn't it? What? Mel Brooks and, uh, and, and Ben Bancroft. Yeah, and they were together for years. Because I didn't realize who she was. I, like I saw, I saw her in uh, To Be or Not To Be, mm-hmm. where it's a comedy. And then, like, she's in that, and she's in The Elephant Man. And, oh. like, see, I saw a couple, like, I was like, oh, she is, like, Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And then Mel Brooks, not that he's bad, but it's just a completely <laughs> different, but you gotta love the funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were they were a power couple. They were oh, yeah. really cool. I, my, one of my favorite Mel Brooks scenes is them singing uh, Sweet Georgia Brown in... <laughs> Polish, Polish. <laughs> on stage in their dance. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. So it feels weird rating it against everything else that's mystery, but it's kind of the nature of what we're doing here. So how many stars would you give this book? Mm-hmm. It wasn't good, <laughs> but I don't – like on Goodreads, I gave it like a three, but I don't know if I stick by that because it does – and it what does was, leave a bad taste in your mouth, just like Quinn. Quinn? Did. It's been so long ago. Quinn was two and a half. It's better than Quinn. Yeah. Two point seven. I feel like I'm getting too technical. Do you have any thoughts on this? Side? Like a really yeah. low three. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> I could love how long it was, and uh, Vernon sounded like a real cool guy. <laughs> your best friend is just like Vernon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm looking at a Vernon right now. <laughs> it's Gregory. <laughs> I would say oh, that's deep. We could Please, put Vernon's it. My grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I could say we could put it between not as bad as Quinn, not as good as Brown Suit. Would you agree? So it's under Brown Suit. Under Brown Suit, but and above Quinn. It's definitely worse than Brown Suit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I just gave the entire ranking, but like those bottom ones is Poirot investigates. Uh, brown suit, giant's bread, which we'll give a 2.7. Uh, Quinn, Lanks, big four. <laughs> I love how big four is getting pushed to the bottom. Yeah, will it? Will it? Be, uh, oh, it, it will. Uh, 
it will go up. Yeah. There yeah. are worse. There, there's, there are oh, far man. worse. There's worse. There's so I worse. hope that Mary Westmacott's later books. And so, but it was decades. Like, it's going to happen in my, in my game. But a lot of times when writers try to write as uh, a different writer, uh-huh. they'll get caught. Because of their style being so similar. Oh. But it, it was yeah. several decades before I think Christy revealed that okay. it was Okay, that's incredible. That that's how different the, the style was. You that's know? really interesting. And yeah, so yeah, she yeah. did a good job with that, I think, at least. And also, in listening to the podcast, I am so annoyed at myself, because I just said it and that's why I'm bringing it up, is that my word whisker is... I'll say most of the times, or a lot of the times. Okay. All of the times. <laughs> so if anyone else out there is annoyed by me saying that, I am. Because I'll say, I will say something that is an exception. Like, this book was good. Because a lot of the times, oh, yeah, you they're bad. Oh, yeah, It's so annoying. I never would have known huh. that until I hear myself recorded that much. That's the least annoying thing about you. Excuse <laughs> me! <laughs> Sorry. Ouchies. That doesn't that doesn't Ouchies. bother me. I'll put it that way. That well, that would be really. Does it bother you, Zach? I never noticed. Okay, it'd be really comforting if you hadn't just revealed that there are many other things that annoy you. About <laughs> you already it. knew Weird that. that you didn't know that. Every... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm Gregory, so I guess you could tell me all about Josh. Greg. Oh gosh. Well, I-, I picked a good game, but I feel like I should give you a bad Yay. game after that. <laughs> so... It's okay. I'll lose. This is pretty much low-hanging fruit, and it's the obvious choice. Okay. But Christy wrote as Mary Westmacott, so what other authors have pulled this trick? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to know this game. Mm-hmm. I am going to give you two names, and I want you to tell me if this is the same person. So, for instance, okay. for instance, if I was to say uh, Mark Twain... And Samuel, Samuel Clemens, Clemens yeah. you would say that is the same person. Oh man, if that's a sample question, that's like the only person that I if know. If I was to say Josh Taylor and DJ J Doggy Dog Taylor, you would say that wow, different people, different. Josh and Greg, different. <laughs> you get you get the you get the gist. And I have yes. I have um, ones for you, ones for Zach, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> that was one of the, whoever I wrote, didn't write it down, but uh, Doctor Seuss, Doctor Seuss. Go. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> we'll get that. Um, okay. So we're going to start with Charlotte. That's me. Is this the same person? Stephen King? Cecily Queen? <laughs> no. Did he do that? No. You're going to say no? Yeah. That is correct. Yay. He's not quite that bad. Cecily Queen. He wrote, he wrote other books as Richard Bachman because publishers being reasonable only want their authors to publish one book a year. And that's just not enough for that crazy psycho. No, it's not enough for his typewriter who right. writes his, writes by itself. Zachary. <laughs> yeah. Mark Twain and Thomas Jefferson Snodgrass. I'm assuming that Mark Twain has more than one pseudonym because <laughs> you just used an example. He could or he could not. I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Oh, Snodgrass. Right. It's raining if you can hear that. Remember, Mark Twain was a humorist, so he would be like, <laughs> <laughs> Snodgrass. Snodgrass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say same. Uh, correct. <laughs> Good job. You guys are all tied up. Uh, fun fact, it also would be TJ Snodgrass when he got back in the club. <laughs> that was his rapper name. I think we should take a minute to just let people know what what lengths we go to for them to have good quality podcasts. It's about 90 degrees in this room right now. Oh, yeah. And because we don't want any background noise, we have no mm-hmm. fans and no AC running mm-hmm. right now. I'm about to pass out. Uh, it is really hot in here. But we're having a good time. <laughs> we are. We are. We should be hydrated, though. Okay. The thing is that we decided that we were going to start doing sauna podcasts. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that'd be good. I like that. We're in towels it's right gonna, now. It's going to smell real good later on. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully the stench of sweat that's in this room can't be carried over the audio. If it was, you would be in for... Uh... We will be sending out scratched sniff stickers, though. <laughs> Our sweat... <laughs> Hmm, that one smells All right, like Charlotte. Josh. Are you, are you ready for your next question? Yes. All right. Is this the same person? Is it? Michael Douglas. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, actor, he's the old guy in Ant-Man. I got to know Zach to know oh, what okay, reference I gotcha. he did. But famous actor known for such films as Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ant-Man Fatal Attraction. Wasp. Wall Street. Wasp. Okay. Michael Douglas, Jeffrey Hudson. Are they the same person? Yeah. Did he write under Jeffrey Hudson? No. 
That is wrong. Oh. Michael Douglas and Jeffrey Hudson are both pseudonyms for Michael Creighton. Oh. He would do something pompous like that. Zach. What a pompous guy. You know Isaac Asimov? Asimov? Say it all again. I wasn't listening. Do you know Isaac Asimov? It he sounds wrote, familiar. I, Robot. He wrote science fiction. Okay. A Whiff of Death. Um, I love iRobot. Will Smith is a treasure. Well, the book is different. <laughs> so, uh, and he has like a humorous w- a way about him. Not quite like Snodgrass level. Isaac Asimov, Philly Cheese. <laughs> is that the same person? <laughs> Man, you're handing him these. I hope. <laughs> now we have Snodgrass and we have Philly Cheese. Phil E. Cheese. Philly Cheese. Philly Cheese. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> His pseudonym was Paul French. Not, uh, quite, not, as, quite, as, not quite I think Philly Cheese is the name that I'm going to be writing under for music. You should, definitely. Right. Philly Cheese. Zach is currently in the lead. What? Uh, He's getting the, you're getting the easy ones. Charlotte, is um, Eric Blair and George Orwell the same person? Now, is that the guy who made Popcorn. That's Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> George Orwell wrote Animal Farm, 1984. Oh, animals. I don't know. I don't feel like he would use a pseudonym. That is wrong again. No. That is the same guy. Man, you'd be slipping. So bad at this game. I don't know that I've ever won a podcast game. You no, once. Have I think. So. And we handed that one to you. <laughs> Zach? Yep. Le Siege? Gotcha. Le Siege, like share one name. Okay, <laughs> Rosetta Stone. Like the language learning. Yeah. Rosetta Stone. As a name, yeah. Is that the same person? Yeah. That is correct. What? You guess. And guess who it is? Dr. Seuss. Oh. Who we mentioned before. Oh. Who was he? Who did he Rosetta write Stone. Us? Rosetta Stone and Lesage, which is, oh, is so Geisel. Funny. What was he backwards. writing? He wrote a bunch of, he wrote for magazines and different oh, okay. stuff like that under different names. <clears throat> but he I, didn't rhyme in those ones. It's funny, I won Seth's game way back on Brown Suit. Hey, we're playing a game now if you can stay focused. Sorry, well, it doesn't matter if I'm focused, I'll lose. Okay, which one of these, this is, a, is not like so Zach others. won the game. Well, I can, give him, I can give him this one. Shaboom. I'll give him this one. C.S. Lewis, C.S. Alexander. Uh, no. Correct. <laughs> C.S. Lewis this used... This is... This is rigged. C.S. Lewis used Clive Hamilton, N.W. Clerk. C.S. Alexander was the pseudonym I used many years ago. <laughs> Back I know in that. the day. Do not use... I don't, see, I don't care that. enough about Josh to know that. <laughs> well, you read my Josh Taylor book because yeah. I, I dropped the pseudonym. All right, Charlotte, this is your chance to redeem yourself. Yeah, this right. is all or nothing. <laughs> Which one of these is the real name of this author who has used a buttload of pseudonyms? Okay. okay. <sighs> Anne Rice, uh-huh. Anne Rampling, A.N. Rochelaire, Howard O'Brien. <laughs> wow. Which one is the real name? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, read them again, Anne Rice. Anne Rice, Anne Rampling, A.N. Rochelaire, Howard O'Brien. Um, and she was the one who wrote all the Interview vampire stories? Interview with the vampire, the mummy, the, the erotic... Horror books, yep. In case you forgot. So unnecessary for you to use those words together. Um, what was her real name? And I guess Zachy, you can have a chance if she... It'd be funny if it was Howard O'Brien, but I feel like it's not. I think it was the Anne Rampling. What do you think, Zach? I think it was the A.N. A.N. Rochelaire? Yep. Her real name, and she is a woman, is Howard O'Brien. Oh my goodness. Her parents named her that because they wanted her to have a, a leg up in the world. Have a like a chance. Oh, okay. So like whenever she like, like had an application, it would be Howard O'Brien. Yeah, and she'd get a job easier because oh, okay. she had a man's name. Wow. And she did not. She did not agree. So she <laughs> changed it to Anne. Anne Rice. I mean, a unisex name I can understand, but Howard. Howard? Yeah. If I had to choose, okay. Wow. If I had to choose, a unisex name. A unisex name. Howard would be like seven. <laughs> okay, but if you had to choose a unicorn name. It would be Sparkles. Easy. <laughs> so that's my game. Well, speaking of names, we kind of dropped the ball on the last <clears throat> podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of upset Zach's, about that. Oh, Zach's yeah, rapper yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not rapper. Rapper name? His wrestler, wrestler name. name. I apologize. We already know what my rapper name is. So- <laughs> what is it? Z-Doggy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that you'd have to whip out something new. Exciting. 
So I DJ Z Doggy, what do you want? <laughs> I have no imagination whatsoever, Clearly. or it takes me like a year to have any imagination. So okay. I used a generator to come up with your okay, um, kind of cop out with your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's good, it's good, I guess. Your wrestling name is Rick Piledriver Rodriguez. Wow! <laughs> Listen to what it says. You are a tag heavyweight from West Virginia. You what? Are, uh, you are a tag heavyweight from okay, West yeah. Virginia. You are a heel known for breaking out into Hollywood. Your finishing move is the extreme uppercut. <laughs> I could see all of those things. Except the heavyweight. You do pile I mean, unless I, unless I just, you know, I would assume that if you're wrestling, you're probably kind of in shape. <laughs> And I'm only like five six. Like Nacho so. Libre is the exception. Well, that. you also know the classification right. for heavyweight is still like a very healthy person, <laughs> right? But it just means that like they're probably bigger and buffer. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm really short and not in shape. So <laughs> you've got time. I got time <laughs> for what? Fact, me and Jack Black are the same height, and he wrestled in Nacho Libre. It's true. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I don't mean? think that I mean, my... me and Nacho Libre could be in the same uh, wrestling competitions. <laughs> I just that? think it's really funny that it has West Virginia on there. Right. It cracks yeah. me up. I don't think that's, my location is That's the government. Out, that's the government. Also, it's... my dad's name is Rick, so I know. I, I named myself me after up. my dad. That's cracked odd. Cracked me up. It is really a lot of odd You might want to stick with Zach or Jorge. <laughs> what was it? Pile Driver Rick, Rodriguez. Rick Pile Driver Rodriguez. <laughs> and it's funny that my name is Pile Driver, but my signature move is an uppercut. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be a pile It's driver. funny that you, you pile drive when you don't even have your permit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was another thing we wow. wanted to talk about, but I don't know if no, you... No, you're there done. There is... That's, <laughs> that's the last. You don't get to do it anymore. I don't, know if you, that... I don't know if you collected the information, and if I'll just need to cut this out, was the clue cast? Yes. Did you yes. do it? I Did I make a list of who I yeah. want and who I thought you wanted? Yeah. Absolutely. I did didn't you? make a list of who I thought you wanted. Oh. I have an incomplete list that's on my phone and I have to remember. Uh, <laughs> so we went to see... They showed Clue... At the theater, the at big a, theater. Yeah, and it's my it's favorite cool. movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> and we both thought, what would be the dream? They always talk like they're going to remake it, and they never do. And I'm fine with that. It's, yeah. You can keep it. But we yeah. talked about what would be our dream cast. It would be better if they never remade it than to mess it up. And the problem with my cast is that I didn't get to complete it. And the reason is I can always think of people to replace the, the uh, male roles. <laughs> but the women did such a good job. That they, is like, they totally so funny. outshine them that I can never think of replacements for them. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a replacement. And can I should have spoke to Madeline Kahn being uh-huh. Mrs. White? I cannot do it. Right. That's that's hilarious because we always we have this discussion a lot. I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast, but like we have had this discussion that like you know all of my favorite actors, but I have very few fav- oh, favorite actresses. Right. The exact Vice opposite versa. for you. Yeah. It's like so. I was making the list of who I thought you wanted. I got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven women, and I like <laughs> thought of three guys. Oh, for myself, and I completely surprised you. For myself, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight men choices, and I was very proud of my women choices. And I that was like okay. instantly chose them, and will never have any regrets. Wow. Well, so. with the women you thought that I'd pick, I'll pick which one I want to play it. Okay, these are who I think Josh would say: <laughs> Meryl Streep <laughs> as. I don't know. Don't know <laughs> Haley Pigott. Steinfeld. I <laughs> like her. He, it was a joke a while ago where he all everyone he couldn't think of was like, "Who was that person in that movie?" It was Haley Steinfeld. Oh right? yeah, I could over think. and over again. Allison Janney. Oh, uh, I forgot about Allison Janney. You forgot about Allison Chains. Oh, Allison Janney. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle. Sarah Paulson. Oh, Sarah Paulson. And Olivia Coleman. Oh. None of those people you picked. Oh, they're all good. <laughs> Olivia Coleman should be Mrs. White. Uh-huh. Because she could do it. Yeah. And she's funny. And she's she's adorable. <laughs> you haven't uh, heard my Mrs. White yet. <laughs> that's probably better. And Mrs. Peacock needs to be, like, flamboyant. I don't want Meryl Streep. She can't quite get that. Well, who was she the other one? Allison Janney. Jenkins, though. Or Michelle Pfeiffer. I'll say Allison Janney. Michelle Pfeiffer wouldn't be goofy enough. Yeah. She did Mrs. Hubbard fine, but, yeah. yeah. Allison Janney is Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. And... Miss Scarlet, none of them were like young, like no, no. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. I, I guess know. I'll throw Haley Steinfeld. Lena on there. Dunham, uh, Rihanna. <laughs> I don't care. We'll do Rihanna. I don't know that. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, the problem with this, with remaking Clue, whoever does it, if they do it, the problem is 
it's only been done once, so you only have that yeah. blueprint to go by. And I think you could go so many different directions with a clue remake. You have to do your own mm. thing. You Yeah, but like, okay, it would depend... Who you cast would completely change the feeling of yep. the movie. And while the most important... The only thing that you know about Clue is that it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can kind of just go right. anywhere with it. So, I, if, if they did re- remake Clue, I would love to see it be a little bit more thriller or like a little bit more suspenseful i'll put uh, it that way uh-huh. i think they they have room to do that yeah. but comedy always coming out on top okay i'm gonna i'll say who i want to be the the three main i didn't get to wadsworth the three main guys okay and then we'll save your cast for last because you got it complete and okay i i, <laughs> I didn't get it and i forgot about uh-huh. half of it even though i brought it even though i reminded you <laughs> mr green okay. matthew broderick oh that's excellent and obviously then colonel mustard is nathan lane that is amazing. And I don't know why this feels so right to me, and it shouldn't, <laughs> but John Hamm is Professor Plum. Oh, my goodness. Those are my, that's the, my big three. Those are incredible. And I had Joan Cusack as Mrs. Peacock, and that's as far as I got as the women. So it could be Joan Cusack or Alice and Janie, but I think Joan Cusack will do Goofy better. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'll make Alice and Janie be uh, Mrs. Ho. John. <laughs> <laughs> the cook. John Hamm is an amazing choice he because he is... is such a good comic actor. So, I bet the rain's so coming in, so we apologize for that sound. That is amazing. So I couldn't think of any actors that I knew that you liked, so I just kind of like made it funny. So my list of what you would say was Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would guess. Mark Harmon. <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Ray Romano is Marcus Wadsworth. And this is what happened. <laughs> the when movie, got the movie is so slow. The movie is four and a half hours long. <laughs> Um, and Jimmy Fallon is Mr. Body. Oh. Because I know how much you hate him. I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. But he dies, and he's in the movie for like three seconds. He would ruin it somehow. He, because th- that's my problem with Jimmy Fallon. He'd is, is laughing He'll never let... Yes, he breaks off. He'd he'll be never laying let, on the floor laughing. He'll never let anybody do anything else. Mm-hmm. So he would keep coming back to life, and they'd keep having to... Which almost happens in the original. Right. But they'd keep having to kill him off, because Jimmy Fallon's like, I want to play with everybody else. <laughs> That's good. I'm sorry had, that I didn't do the, you had great the guessing who you picked. Can't you just like riff some stuff right now? Like, um, Batman. You, you don't like <laughs> you don't like any actresses. You like uh, uh, Jodie Foster. So Jodie Foster <laughs> as... was not on my list. Um, but that's okay. You like uh, oh, that girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine be Mrs. White. Oh, no. Um and Andy Samberg can be Wadsworth. Oh I don't like Andy Samberg. No one does. Okay, so this is this is my list. And I'm, I when it gets down to the guys, I can't choose. But I'm very very firm with the women choices. Although right. I did not pick uh, the maid. Yvette. Yvette. Yeah. I did not pick an Yvette. That's fine. We'll have the okay. same. Woman Mrs. Player. Peacock. Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do love Emma Thompson. Miss Scarlet. Okay. No no no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. No Miss. Okay, Miss Scarlet and Hathaway. Um, she could do it. She could do it. Don't be a hater. 50-50 on Anne Hathaway is... What Anne Hathaway are we going to get? Are we going to get... A well-directed Anne Hathaway, okay. where she's not let go by herself. Okay, all right. She has boundaries. I'll give you that. I will let her. Thank you. I will let her. Miss White. Okay. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh! <laughs> I would watch the heck out of that. Yes. I she, thought wouldn't it, she be amazing? She would be. I had her on my list of people, and then and she she <laughs> fell off. She would be great. She would be amazing. Yeah. So the guys, I think, are really hard. I feel like Brian Cranston could be Colonel Mustard. Oh. I think he would do a really good job. Really and good. this one I'm really proud of, and I will will never, ever... <laughs> Zach's making a great face. Zach I will has. never apologize for this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Green, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> <laughs> Should I figure who okay. Jeff Goldblum is? No, no, I know. <laughs> I guess so. We'll see him as Professor Plum more. Like, oh, either one. Okay, yeah. yeah. That would be fine. Okay. He could be either one. Yeah. yeah. Um... And I, I so many because you did who did you do you did the pairing the famous pairing, Nathan yeah, Lane Nathan and Matthew Brock, which is Western. brilliant Get and I can't believe I didn't think of it. They are amazing together yeah. and they would be amazing in those roles. I thought of Roy O'Dowd and Richard Ayoade. I think oh, they would yeah. be really funny. Yeah, the guys he could from be the Mr. IT crowd. He could be Mr. Green. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Richard and Ayoade and yeah, or Professor Plum. Yeah. Either one. And then for Wadsworth, like, any of the English greats, like Hugh Laurie or Rowan Atkinson, anybody like that. Right, right. But they would... You've got so many different styles there. And I don't right. know if they would conflict what with each other you, or yeah. they would go really well together, but... So we can yeah. combine our two lists and make yeah. the perfect cast. Exactly. Of course, Jimmy Fallon. Your, your, your ladies are really good, though. Oh. I, since yeah. I didn't have a Miss Scarlet that I was happy with, 
you can have Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus can be Mrs. White. Mrs. Peacock will we'll think about. Yeah. You got a lot of good options there. We'll we got some wiggle room on there. <laughs> so uh, maybe somebody with power is listening. That's listening to this podcast. <laughs> One of our fans. I think that uh, the anonymous fan Nemesis might secretly be a Hollywood producer. She could be. Yep. I see it. That explains so Clout. little. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know anything about well, her. Well, thank you for listening to Giant Spread. Next time. <laughs> Wait. Time. I don't remember how it went. <laughs> it was, that, was, that was not the note, but. <laughs> our, our next book, and I say this every time, our next book is going to be an important book, but if I say oh. that every time. It's, no, you don't say it every time. You didn't say it last time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. And the next book is Murder at the Vicarage, oh. which is the first <laughs> Miss Marple. <gasps> oh, baby. oh, my goodness. So that should be fun. We'll have a little tea party, some, some crumpets. <laughs> some biscuits, please. Oh. We all have to wear uh, old lady wigs. I expect more doilies than people. <laughs> the doily to person ratio will be whack. <laughs> My goodness, am I excited. <laughs> doilies. So many doilies, and they're flammable, so it'll be dangerous. It's so hot in here. So, before we pass out, let's, let's, let's One of us out. is going to go. And hopefully, 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 we will have some guest stars for Vicarage, because it's been a while. Yes. Everybody's been stuck with just us for a long time. And honestly, I'm tired of me, so. <laughs> yeah, it's wearing a bit You thin. have quite a, a cult following. Thank you. On Don't Drink the Tea, by the way. Thank you. A lot of people are like, that's Zach. Yeah. They're, I like they're expecting a he solo podcast. He doesn't know podcast. what's happening either. <laughs> solo podcast. Your spinoff. You're in touch with the oh, people. Oh, gosh. It's just me sitting in a room silent. Because I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> now that is a podcast and a half. If, if you just grab some doilies, it'll be acceptable. Now, Charlotte, I want to I want to jump back to the beginning of this real quick. Okay. To our controversy. Oh, topic. which one? Okay. Oh, you have a new one? I have a, I have a new one. Now, this is a conversation that I've had quite a lot, and that's, should I get a perm? <laughs> oh, <laughs> should I? Or should I grow a mustache? You, wait a minute. Because one of these things has we've happened. experienced, yes. So, that means... If you did not see Zach's mustache, uh, you're probably sleeping through the night. <laughs> Oh, it was really bad. <laughs> so we we have to experience perm to know which right, is worse. Exactly. That's my point. Well, Zach, that, when Zach asked me, perm. it wasn't should I get a perm. It was would you pay for me to get a perm? And I didn't even have to think about that. I don't want to be responsible for that. My thought is dirty money. Like, yeah, I'll pay for Zach to get a perm. Curly hair is is cool. I wish I had curly hair. Yeah, but perm is not the same thing. Yeah, depends on the perm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. How long does a perm last? Until your hair grows out, usually. Like I mean, like to the length. Like if you were to dye your hair, yeah, then you yeah, have to yeah, wait yeah. for it to oh, grow okay. out. That's same right. thing with a perm. It'll, that makes sense. It should. It's supposed a I good perm will hold until I I'm not chemically straightened. I'm not paying for a good. Well, you perm. could. Yeah. But that's well, there goes all my there hair. There goes all so, your money. Not there that go. hair. There goes all your money. Because right. <laughs> I'm buying Zach's perm for who knows what. That is that is a high level of controversy. <laughs> there need would you but you wouldn't buy it yourself is the problem. You want the perm oh, but no, you don't want to pay for I'm it. I'm too cheap. What poor. would you say that a good perm runs being someone who knows about hair? I've only had one in my life and I was 16. So it was like sixty bucks, but that okay, was like inflation. that was in the last millennium. Just for so probably like <laughs> so was ninety like bucks years now. Ago? Yeah, so about probably about ninety bucks now. Is a good one. Is a male perm a different range? I don't know. I've never asked. I go to or a barber no. shop and I'm like, "How much for a perm?" And they're like, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't like your mustache, but I think. What about I, when we filled it in? I didn't like your mustache, <laughs> but I think I could get used to it. Charlotte was okay with the mustache when I had it filled in. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, I didn't say you liked it. See, see, okay, here's the thing. Here's the, the real mm-hmm. core of mm-hmm. perm versus mustache. Mm-hmm. With a mustache, yep. we can hold you down and shave yep, it off. Gotcha. With perm, you we hold have me to down hold you down and off. shave off your hair. I can't do that. Your hair is like mm-hmm. is but like, it'll come back. It's like an Indiana Jones treasure. Like mm-hmm. like it, it is so amazing that 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't make myself shave it off, even if it was perm. It's very appropriate that you say that because if Zach had a perm, <laughs> people's faces would melt off. <laughs> the same as an Indiana Jones treasure. And I don't think I want that. I like my face okay. It's not the best. Wow. He's right. But I want to keep it. So, the like we said at the beginning, majority outrules... I hope everyone who's listening to this will put their thoughts comment, into the comments. Weigh in on the A and W V mug, uh, toilet paper, bathroom door open, mm-hmm. perm versus perm or stash. And that's the if <laughs> if you have only time to to deal with one, save a life, save, <laughs> save my face, literally, and pick perm or stash. Stash, uh, my face ages, but it doesn't come yeah. completely off. Oh, man. So please weigh in on that. Yes, well, it's, it's important. <laughs> Lives are at stake. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. Um, please donate to... Uh, <laughs> we're going to open a Patreon <laughs> to the Don't Give Zach a Perm Fund. The problem is, once we collect all that money, you're going to go get a perm with it. And we were like, why were we raising money for you not to get a perm? <laughs> we I'm will pay com- you to not get it. I'm a, I'm a con artist. 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 <laughs> Ha <laughs>